Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Horror of Colossus Bay. Whoa! That's so, like, down the middle! Yeah, I know, like, right? And he's going to go... That t- let me tell you, that, that Colossus, or that horror, <laughs> is going to go down Colossus Bay right down the middle, yeah. like, he's, like they're bowling. Well, that title not given to us by H.P. Lovecraft, as, <laughs> uh, as one would assume, uh, but by Ant Wilson. Thanks, Ant, for that title. Uh, he got in touch with us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Life's a Pitch show as well. Uh, you can give us titles any time of the week and we will pitch the movies. That's the concept of the show. That's the concept of the show, as the intro might have told you. Horror of Colossus Bay, so on genre. Yeah. The genre, Tom? Monsters. Monster movies. Yeah, because Horror of Colossus Bay, we've talked about this, monster movies could either be big monster kaijus <laughs> yeah. or Dracula. And this one has split the difference. Yeah, yeah. this one has gone... <laughs> right down the middle, right down that bay. Horror, sort of <laughs> invoking like... Uh, Something of... that's going to stalk the streets. Yeah, yeah. And like uh, like um, Creature from the Black Lagoon sort of thing, like... Yeah. I'm a monster. Colossus Bay invoking the Colossus of Rhodes. Or just enormous creatures. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're doing monster movies. Monster movies. Shall we get on with some honourable monsters? Yes. This is the part of the show where we just pitch some more movies from titles you've given us. So yeah, if, if, you, if you've list, not listened to the show before and uh, you want to give us a title, you might get it read out in this. Yes. Think of this as the um, the treatment that the doctor will give himself in order to con- uh, cure the mysterious disease before he realises that, uh, in fact, it's going to create the very terror that he tried to cure. Yes. That metaphor. <laughs> um... I told you. I'm doubling down. <laughs> oh, God. So... From Noid Culture, we've got Revenge of the Giant Apricot. Revenge of the Giant Apricot. Yeah, I'd be like, that's a Noid Culture podcast. Just a, li- just a little plug for for a new project I'm in. About, I was about to say that's that's a new that was a new uh, phrase I have heard. New contender mm, on this podcasting scene. Yes, Noid Culture podcast. It's uh, it's basically it's a parody slash. Just a very weird show. It's a sketch. It's it's basically sketch improv comedy set in a, a parallel universe, right? Kind of, yeah. It's it's got a, it's got an overarching thread. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's you know like whatculture.com yeah. and like uh, nerd chat yeah. YouTube stuff. Yeah. It's like that. Nerdist sort of. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like let's talk about uh, the new Marvel news yeah. and stuff like that. It's like that, except none of the what we're talking about is real. Yeah. But it has allegories. Yep. So uh, I I, oh, I, I did an interview for uh, Alan Moore or someone like Alan Moore. And, yeah. uh, and their impression of Alan Moore was great. <laughs> it was... It was incredible. <laughs> it was... Damn it. I bought, I bought shares in, in, in one of the companies that you, you, you said was real. Damn. Turns out I got scammed. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Nah. Uh, 
Um, so yeah, what did they what was they, they give us? Revenge of the Giant Apricot. Revenge of the Giant Apricot. So this is, I think, a sequel to George and the Giant, George of the Giant Peach. George of the Giant Peach. <laughs> George of the Giant Peach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> New York New- is sending it back. <laughs> As a giant apricot? Who knows? Yeah, no, so New York has, has harboured. So all those... It ends up on the on the Empire State, right? Yeah, the, James and the, the Giant Peach. Impaled in the Empire yeah, yeah. State. Yeah, not really hurting anyone. Well, just sort of... is it? Is it not? <laughs> because here's the thing. Yeah. I seem to remember lots of pieces of peach eventually would have fallen off. They end up living in a in a peach pit in New York. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah in Central house. Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all I'm saying is that means that the rest of the peach is sort of rotted off and sloughed off. Imagine the size of that peach tree. Yep. Because that's planted and grown roots. Yep. That's... That's going to be big. Yeah. Right. Roald Dahl didn't think of the consequences <laughs> think of the... of actually. Well, this is, this is the thing. Roald Dahl didn't, and neither did James. Yeah. Right? Or any of his bug pals. Mm. Um. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Roald Dahl wrote James the Giant uh, Giant Peach. Yeah. Um, he flies a peach from <laughs> rural England to, to to New York. That's a big leap there, Matt. That's no, it isn't. That's what happens. He flies a peach. He does. Yeah. Uh, he flies a big peach from rural England yeah. to New York. So New York with, are trying to get revenge on rural England with life size with life size bugs. Um, and yeah, um, with man sized insects. And uh, yes, you're right, Tom. New York are sending one back. <laughs> Basically, the people who had their homes crushed by the debris caused when a peach hit Empire State Building yeah. are like, right, here's the thing. The newspapers and the government spun it as a, a, a miracle, yeah. right? As a, as a this hilarious, oh, this family of people are living in Central Park, right? But the people who live below the Empire State Building right mm. a lot of them died it was a yeah. cover-up by the government and this <laughs> in many circles in many conspiracy circles is this an allegory for the iraq war this is yeah is <laughs> in many is conspiracy, <laughs> this is this is seen as a, a big act of terrorism that, that, that england sent at you know who is this in the stories they all say i don't know why this person's from english but uh, this is a, an internet user, right? In the stories, they all say that this mysterious man gave some glowing worms to uh, to James. Who is this mysterious man radicalizing a young boy to send him <laughs> at, to send him at New York? Yeah, right. So then, then it's, uh, like Pete Postlethwaite in the movie, from what <laughs> I remember, yeah, yeah. So then, um, uh, then uh, some a new a new president gets elected who yeah. subscribes to these conspiracy theories, oh, yeah. and immediately. Um, starts uh, quote unquote war with England yeah. by firing a giant apricot out of a catapult. Yeah, yeah. Um, played by um, uh, who's, the, who's, who's the president? I was going to say President Alex James. <laughs> Alex James. <laughs> played by Alex James from Blur, the the bassist. I was going to say President Alex Jones, played by Alex Jones from The One Show. <laughs> it's it's equally as mundane. <laughs> Um, um, yeah I'm really liking the idea of this film mainly being like it's just it's just war rooms and like debates and discussions but at the end though like it's very very boring right until the end where we see this giant peach it's 
it's we're gonna take off Godzilla and just have it coming out of the sea <laughs> and who and, and destroying who, London and who wrote uh, sorry who directed this film Tom Michael Moore Michael Moore of course <laughs> of course Revenge of the Giant Apricot he's making a basically a mockumentary about a, a government in crisis trying to <laughs> launch a giant apricot. At, at, at the UK in revenge. Oh, in New York, things were peachy. Not <laughs> quite as peachy as in the White House. That's and they've what got say. and they've got like um, the president's eating a bowl of apricots, yeah. uh, and and uh, while scientists run back and forth, and they've got like this, you know, like in Dam Busters where they do that experiment. Where like they fling a stone and it's supposed to it bounces oh, off yeah, the yeah. you know um, for the bouncing bombs right yeah. they're doing the same thing but with apricots right <laughs> because the, the aim is to get a big catapult and lob it across the Atlantic yeah. Ocean so it buoys under the water just as we, and then the buoyancy of the apricot makes it like propels it upwards mm. like you know when you release a balloon from underwater yeah and it goes like fires upwards um, just like that the scene we see in the trailer of a giant apricot like emerging from the water um, and just flying over the UK um, is uh, is actually just like it gets dunked in at the last moment, and then boing, yep. just flies upwards. And uh, we see we see a lot of London landmarks being destroyed yep. by this giant apricot, yep. piloted by like this military general, just like <laughs> we gotta take down. It's uh, J.K. Simmons. We're gonna, t- we gonna go after Big Ben. That's that's the source of power the british but but jk simmons is wearing a schoolboy costume because that because <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, pa- because... ultimate parity right yeah um the, the the revenge is best if you do it exactly the yeah. same yeah <laughs> so... it's jk simmons and a load of bugs yeah a lot of people dressed as insects and bugs <gasps> we're going at them boys yeah. <laughs> there we go that a was... load of navy seals dressed as bugs <laughs> <laughs> sir yes sir <laughs> In like they've like taken um, costumes from like sports teams. <laughs> that was Revenge of the Giant Apricot, a very very not happy ending. Um, so from the last Biscromancer of New Scramble or at Connor with an O, we've got a man made of jam. A man made of jam. Yeah, this feels very much like a H.G. Wells kind of monster. So, like, The Invisible Man. Uh, I, I guess The Invisible Man... I've not actually read the book. Right. Um, I haven't read the book or seen any of the movies. No, the the, the recent film yeah. starring uh, Elizabeth Moss is a great monster movie. Right. Like, it is, it is really quite scary at some points, and it's just phenomenal. It's it's a metaphor for a toxic relationship. Right. The whole thing. Highly okay. recommend it. But I think we should go with that kind of vibe for okay. this. Which one what um, was the title again? A man made of jam. A <laughs> so, man made of jam. So a man who experiments on himself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um <laughs> So, um what are some things that like jam, if you were made of jam, mm. big problems, you attract a lot of ants. Yeah. For a start. <laughs> Right, yeah. a lot of ants, um, a lot of insects just in general, yeah. like like preserve. Do you think maybe this is going to be like a a, um, uh, a metaphor for money? 
<laughs> like, so... like because he like people are coming to him trying to be friends with him, but only because they want to eat him. <laughs> <laughs> A metaphor for yeah for for getting <laughs> for sort of finding the wrong kind of popularity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. So obviously, this man made of jam is going to have someone in his life who he's completely ignoring. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a metaphor for fame. Okay, you know why? yeah. Because whenever, like, whenever people interact with him, it rubs off on them, right? Okay. So then the attention goes to them a little bit. Mm. But what the thing is with fame is you don't want to tell people about... It's like influencers. So yeah. this man who's made of jam, he's, he's big on Instagram, right? Insta jam. <laughs> This man made of jam <laughs> yeah. is big on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Instagram, Tom. Um, and uh, he, um, he's, the problem is, uh, in his home life, he is plagued by ants. Yeah. Right? Constantly. But he's not telling anyone because he's got this popularity. Yeah. Because everyone it, loves him. At this point in the movie, is he made of jam? Yeah. All right. Like, so- I think, I think, like, he will turn himself into Jam in order to get popularity. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, Jam's I, massive. It's like Ready Player One, right? Where, yeah. like, the culture is just different. Well, no. Everyone I, loves I think, Jam. I think Jam in this should be played off like Jam is in the real world. Sort okay. of like a little treat sometimes. Yeah. Like, people, sure. people seem to forget Jam exists. I often forget Jam exists. Yeah, okay. Because I've not had it on toast for a while. All right. Like, I'm thinking he's... He sees these ants. Like yeah. he, he smashes, accidentally smashes a bottle of. He's so depressed. Yeah. This guy, who who's he played by? Uh, John Krasinski. Yeah. Uh, he smashes this jam on the floor by accident, or out of frustration, he's like, "Why won't people take me seriously? Why don't people like me? Why don't people like me?" And uh, Emily Blunt, his wife, is just like, "Well, I, I I like you, and I think I think we." I think you've got to appreciate that. <laughs> like, I think you're sweet as pie. I think yes. And, and then he smashes this jam on the floor and then they go to bed. He wakes up in the middle of the night, sees that all these ants flock into this jam and people and are like ants. Also, and also, right, <laughs> and also uh, his friend, um, uh, Mike Myers, yeah. is like, was that some jam you've got on the floor there? Uh, cause uh, I could do. He holds up a slice of toast. Oh yeah. He's woken up in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, hey, gonna need... hey, neighbor. And, it, 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 and uh, Mike he, Myers, he is... lives in their house. Mike Myers, he's their house guest. <laughs> Mike Myers has always ignored him. Yeah. Like he's he's very much a uh, you know okay. John John Krasinski not got a very lucrative job. Yeah. He doesn't have time to like mow the lawn and make everything. And 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 Mike Myers very much the Flanders. Yeah. Right. Perfect house perfectly curated pool spends a lot of time in it does a lot of exercise and all that sort of thing right and then when the jam hits the ground he's like hey neighbor uh got a little jam there uh mind 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 sharing uh looks pretty pretty good jam and that's where he gets the idea to turn himself into a man made of jam (laughs) so john krasinski who's a scientist a frustrated scientist not being paid very well yeah um, makes himself into jam. He goes into the lab, makes himself into a nice strawberry preserve. <laughs> and at this point, everyone's like, whoa, whoa, there's, there's, there's a uh, pol- uh, well, police. Goodness me. Paparazzi. Uh, paparazzi are on, at, at the door. Flashbulb, like, yeah. this man's made a jam! Mm. Um, he, he becomes famous. And then, as we all know, famous fleeting. Like, 
one day he's the man made of jam yeah. on all the front pages of the news, everything like that. He he meets the president at one point. <laughs> well, and... I, I think I think um you know, he people are flocking to him, right? Like you say, he's meeting the president. He's having this whole like whirl of a time. Mm. And every time he shakes a hand, some of his jam wears off on them. Yeah. And so they're going around like, mm, 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 like eating the jam. Yeah. And, but it's all sticky and, and that sort of thing. And then, you know, um, again, plagued by ants. Ants are coming in under the door every, all the time, right? Um, and then he starts realizing that like, um, so actually not him. He starts realizing He's having a horrible time with ants, mm. right? He hates it, but he won't show anyone that. Yeah. So he, every morning he fastidiously cleans himself of ants, yeah. slides off the bit, bits of, of jam that have ants stuck on them, mm. and then goes out to greet the new day and make new friends, you know, uh, ignoring his, his, his wife, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Emily Blunt. And, um, uh, like, you know, they're not even sleeping in the same room anymore. No. Because he's very much... Like he has to sleep in. He sleeps a in his jar. He sleeps in his in his in his lab, oh, right? In a jar. Yeah. In his, a giant giant jar. And then in the morning gets up, goes and meets new people. Mm. You know there are supermodels and stuff wanting to want, wanting attention from him, and he's mm. happy to oblige. Um, you know all his jams rubbing off all over everyone else. And then, and then someone writes a blog post. Yeah. About how they met him mm. three weeks ago. And now they can't get Ant out of their house. Oh no! So he he becomes and everyone the starts villain. putting two and two together yeah. that actually you know everyone likes him because he's made of jam, but it turns out actually that's toxic and bad for you. Yeah, you know meeting this person, mm. you don't want to meet him at no. all. And anyway, in the so, end, the only person who loves him is his wife. But then he gets eaten by ants before yeah. he realizes yeah. that. Just as he realizes, just as he realizes, yeah, that he he had uh, he had a loving wife all along. Everyone, everyone posts all their ants back to him. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. They all crawl in envelopes. Out. Yeah, yeah. It's like that scene on Harry Potter where he gets a lot of envelopes coming through the letterbox <laughs> and then through the chimney and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except with ants. Yeah, except <laughs> <laughs> filled with ants. There we okay. go. Was, uh, I quite like that one. Actually. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a pretty good one. A man made of jam. H.G. Wells, if you're listening, it's a, it's a uh, character study. A man made of ants. A man made of Wells, jam. If you're listening, <laughs> from you're rolling in his grave. It's <laughs> a good point. H.G. Um, um, Wells is dead. <laughs> so those are all our honourable mentions. Yes, thank you, everyone. If you want to give those to us, you can go over to our socials and 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 do all that business. We love to hear from you, mm. um, and we love to uh, we love to pitch your movies. So please please go ahead and do that. Yes. Uh, so now we've got all the honourable mons mansions mansions honourable mansions out of the way. Let's go on to our main feature pitch, and that is from Ant Wilson. He's given us the horror of Colossus Bay. The horror of Colossus Bay. Yeah, well, we were talking about this in the intro, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, what do we do? <laughs> we've, we've got we've got Colossus, <laughs> which is a giant kaiju thing. Yeah. And horror Lovecraftian fish people. It's <laughs> so. Here's the thing: is that um, it can be both, and why not have a Colossus leaving like this? This kaiju. Who apparently lives under the water in this bay. Yeah. Right? 
setting foot uh, to terrorize, quote unquote, terrorize a, a, a town mm. that's in this bay, and then being and then realizing that all the people who are, or a lot of the people who are in this who are in this town are already monsters, yeah, and are willing to put up a fight. And like, and and like, <laughs> our point of view character is not a monster. Okay, they're they're an HP Lovecraft character who's scared yeah. of everything. Yeah, right. Oh no, HP Lovecraft characters aren't scared of everything. They're just very scientists. Curious, yeah. They're just researching. Really. Yeah. Um, very but, boring characters. Yes, they they they've come to this town in search of like strange readings and stuff that's been coming from this area. Yeah. Um, and then everyone's all like buttoned down about it, right? Nobody's mm. nobody's really sharing, but they find one old fisherman who's willing to tell him about the story of this old giant monster who lives in the on the bottom of the bay. Right? Yeah. And he's but, like, "Well, that's not what I I came that I'm not sure why that would cause re- readings. I'm not sure why that would cause stories of uh terrible things happening to people in in the night in this town, but um, says Florence Pugh, yeah, uh, scientist, yeah. scientist, scientist and researcher from Arkham University. Yeah, yeah, uh, or Miskatonic or whatever you want Mis- to call it. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Massachusetts. Both of them. So, uh, some New England yeah. place. There was fancy New Englanders. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she says, I'm not sure why that would cause people to disappear in the night, but uh, I mean, I'll look into it. So she had, she rents a boat. Yeah, and she goes off looking for it. Right, Matt. You mentioned earlier and just sort of skimmed over the fact that everyone in this town is a monster. Yeah. Are we talking like there's sort of swamp thing walking around? In a Lovecraft way where they're hiding it, right? Okay. Like, oh. So everyone's... It's one of those societies where, like, at night there are deadly rituals and they all uh, grow, like, uh, toothy moors, radial, okay. radial sort of moors that sort of, like, eat someone, eat the newcomer yeah. or whatever. yeah. Because uh, when you said everyone in the town's a monster, I was like immediately, "This is Lovecraftian monsters Inc. Like this is <laughs> Colossus Bay is just filled with monsters who are going about their business. Like, hey, have a, have a tomato, a throat from my tentacles, and like, of, of course he gets to work early. The guy takes five steps and he's there, and he's he's just this big person. <laughs> so, um... so jokes like that. <laughs> Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> there yeah, is no yeah. status quo here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. Well, at least we don't get let in on the status so quo. So it, it's just humans, and the twist is spot the film already, man. Yeah. The twist is they're they're monsters. The thing is, she goes down into the bay, right? Mm. She goes diving, and nobody ever goes diving because yeah. you know, oh, there's dangerous creatures out there, right? Uh, Willem Dafoe is the old fisherman yep. she talks to. Yeah, no, no, no one ever goes diving. Oh, hang on. Help me to recollect. No. <laughs> there we go. Willem Dafoe from the lighthouse. Why just spill your beans? <laughs> why just spill your? No one ever goes down there. Into that, into the bay. No, it's the call the Colossus Bay because you're gonna get eaten by all of the terrible Titans creatures. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Harbor Master, I'm. Uh... You be calling me Harbor Master Keith. Okay, Harbor Master Keith, I'm I'm gonna go uh, go on my uh, go on my little boat now, do some research uh, out in the out in the bay. Don't be going out too far, I warn ya. You'll never bring back your uh, your ship from there. 
Okay, well, I'm, I'm a scientist, so I, I know more about it than you do. You're no one now. You don't know what you don't well, know. She, she's arrogant like that. That's yeah. that's a character trait. You arrogant, you Florence Pugh. You don't know what you don't know. There's a terrible things lurking in the darkness. And she says, what? I've been, that, that's what I came yeah. to research. And you've just told me that 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 wasn't true and now I, that I should go and look out, out for this massive thing under under the water but what what do you mean this thing's lurking in the darkness he's like I oh, forget I said anything <laughs> I forget she's from Massachusetts so it would be like uh, going under the water I, I, you, now you're saying I should go out in the water I, what, what is it the darkness or the water I should worry about and he's like oh, I forgot I said anything about the darkness <laughs> wait hey Hang, hang on, hang on. <laughs> it's, uh... No, no, uh, no further questions. Still, still doing Florence Pugh here. Uh, just doing my, my best, uh, my best Boston, uh, Boston accent. Uh, at which point, uh, uh, Willem Dafoe kicks the boat out to sea. <laughs> He's like, off you go. No more questions. She's, she's doing a, a little experiment. <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't, know how to, I don't know how to sail this thing. And so, because she was going to hire someone to take her out there, but, you know, never got around to it after Willem Dafoe kicked the boat out into the water. Well, I think we sort of mix up um, sort of a standard H.P. Lovecraft uh, novel with the movie Jaws. Yeah. So it's Florence Pugh is essentially playing Richard Dreyfuss's character, the scientist looking for looking for the uh, horrible creature beneath yeah uh we've got the the policeman who um has been reported like who's reported all these murders by something out in the because like the the there's just been a load of water in the bedrooms where they've been killed sure uh a lot of water a load of blood a lot of seaweed everything and sure. like willem dafoe willem dafoe is is the quint character who's like i've been catching many a sea monster <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing here's the thing i want to i want to make sure that this is completely unique right yeah is that she's gonna get france pew like he's gonna dive down or, or maybe she'll uh, she'll uh, yeah maybe her boat will go over in a storm or whatever mm. but either way she's gonna dive down 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 right yeah after looking for this thing for ages mm. um then she's gonna become she's gonna have visions yeah. right, in her head of dark shapes moving through the town of uh, colossus bay yeah right um and she's she's gonna see like these radial moors coming apart right yeah. these fishy gaunt eyebrows and all this kind of stuff right mm. um and then she's gonna see like a a ring of them stood on a cliff yeah. you know uh, in a ritualistic fashion oh. Eating the cop character that you just mentioned, yeah, right? yeah. Um, uh, say Adrian Brody. Yes, yeah. And then just <laughs> you know what I thought. That? Why? Because <laughs> Chief Brody's the guy from Jaws. <laughs> Adrian Brody, Chief Brody, yeah. <laughs> Detective Brody. Right, and I'm thinking right. Yeah. Because in Jaws, there's a whole sort of subplot. I mean, it is kind of the main plot, but the the main plot is going out them going out to get the shark. Yeah. The subplot is. There's a Fourth of July thing where they're going to open the beaches. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Set on an island, where it's like we've got to open the beaches. People are coming on holiday here. Yeah. They expect to be on the beach. It's like, well, no, because there's a giant shark out there. And Chief Chief Brody, played by Adrian yeah. Brody, is just like, 
no, we we need to we need to close down, not let anyone in. Mm. Uh, he's speaking to the mayor, just like we can't let anyone in while these murders are yeah. happening because these are just happening to random people yeah. across town. Um, and <laughs> thinking the mayor is the leader of this cult, which yeah. is which, if you transplant this into the Jaws plot, makes a lot of sense <laughs> because he he wants to he worships the, yeah, the shark. he worships the shark and he wants to sacrifice as many people as he can to the shark. Yeah, so like that's that's going on, right? Yeah. We've got a very kind of hot fuzz community um, community cult, mm-hmm. um, uh, <laughs> and then uh, so we see Adrian Brody getting eaten. In mm. this vision, uh, and then she like washes up back on the rocks, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. uh and she starts looking into stuff, right? In, there's caverns apparently, but be- beneath the the water, yeah. she goes under and finds out that like the history of this thing, mm. which is that there's been a, there were a people who used to live in Colossus Bay. Yeah. That in order to take it, their power. Because they were a fishing village that fell upon hard times. Yeah. In order to take the power of a sea monster, they chained it to the ocean floor oh, and started taking its its stuff, like, like essence. Yeah, taking yeah. its essence, yeah. siphoning it off. Yeah. yeah. And over the years, that ritual has just become ingrained into the society. Yeah. And then, so when when Florence Pugh eventually finds out, she has to run from town. Yeah. With all these fish creatures following after oh. her, diving into the water. Yeah. And she like gets down with a scuba suit, which she's there's a montage of her learning to scuba dive. Yeah. yeah. Um. And oh, then no, she, she's a marine biologist. Sure. She, sure. She, she knows what scuba diving gear is like. Yeah. Sure. Um. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, then um, she she dives down, but they're still quite fast. They're fish people, right? Mm. And she gets down there, and she can see that there's these chains on the on the. Mm. On, but she can't see anything else. Mm. And then she like unlocks one of these chains with a special rock she found in this cave, and um, like you know the one that had all the cave drawings and stuff. Mm. Uh, and then uh, the chain goes, and then suddenly. Danny DeVito. Yep, of course. Yep. Is, is standing in Colossus Bay. Is he reprising his role from the film we pitched? The Biggest Princess. The Biggest yes. Princess, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, not, not to bring that up again, because it's a completely different film, but yeah. but that kind of image. Danny DeVito. Go, go back and listen to that episode, The Biggest Princess. He's got fish eyes yep. um, and uh, scales. Yep. But other than that, it's Danny DeVito just standing in the bay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. And uh, so he, in seaweed. he just destroys the entire village. Okay, like, right. like, well, they, they maybe they're climbing up him, yeah. you know, trying to attack him, bring him back down, subjugate him again. Mm. Uh, and with Florence Pugh, oh, how is Florence Pugh going to be able to do this? Is it like going to be some like pheromonal thing, or do you think she'll sort of? Uh, uh... I don't know. I I think I think the sort of thing is she's been brought on in secret to research this with. Chief Brody, Edward right. Brody's character, in in a hushed kind of film noir tones. Yes, yes. So she's sort of in in that town in secret. Yeah. Now that now the mayor wants to like sacrifice as many people just to bring Diane DeVito back to life. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, or or just or just very much. Oh no. Or, or, or the people there. Yeah. Uh, need to feed. Yeah. They to need to continue feed. there. You know. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Diane DeVito is running out of. Oh, there's a good monologue where it's like fish wasn't suddenly wasn't enough. Yeah, <laughs> you know they'd overfished this town, growing too fast. Had overfished their bay, yeah, Colossus Bay. It used to be called Colossus Bay because of the massive fish that used to be yeah, there. Yeah, the giant and then fish. Yeah, suddenly fish wasn't enough. Yeah, and it had to turn to people, which is why they became a holiday resort. Yeah, <laughs> which 
I'm surprised did well. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the view that people were. Uh, well, I mean, listen, we've described it as this grim town. Yeah. We could easily go back, rewrite it to be a really nice holiday resort. Yeah. But there are just fish people lurking in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, like, they can make it look really nice during the day and then at yeah. the night still do their rituals. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely resort with lovely clear, crystal clear water, mm-hmm. um, uh, except for below a certain point. Nobody dives down that far. Yeah. Uh, you know, scuba diving is great. There's all this coral and stuff. Strange lack of fish. Yeah. But um, Well, uh, I'm, I'm thinking the, the Danny DeVito monster hidden under the bay. Yeah. It, we sympathise with. And yeah. Florence Pugh does as well. So yeah. she wants to set it free. Yeah. Turns out it's a monster. <laughs> just the same, yeah. And it's just it, it, it's an a uncaring, monster. uncaring yeah. uh, eldritch figure. That... But here's the thing: at yeah. the end, um, there are, there's this queue of people who have been held up because just before he um, he died, before he sacrificed, uh, Adrian Brody collapsed. Um, he he caused a landslide mm. on the pass. For the holiday, because it's the holiday oh, season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourth of July. It's, it's the one road. Yeah. Into the one town. road into yeah, town. Yeah. <laughs> he collapsed that road, yeah. and people are just digging through, and everyone's like, well, "Come on, I need to get to my holiday. I don't use my holiday hours for this for nothing." Uh, and then they're about to clear it out, and yeah. and then suddenly, <laughs> they all start running back. <laughs> they all yeah, start yeah. running away, and then Adrian Brody, no, sorry, Adrian Brody, um, and then Danny DeVito wanders off into the sea yeah having scared all of the fish people away yeah like um and and obviously they can't now subsist anymore yeah because they can't tap his power mm. he wanders off into the sea uh, and i think um florence Pugh is gravely injured by mm. the fight right in, in getting to this in getting to this chain she's been gravely injured by by um all the the cultists yeah and so she wakes up um in the water uh. Um, having been imbued with Danny DeVito's essence, and oh, can now God. swim around and 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 like she live a life underwater. One of the fish yeah. people, yeah, I like that. That's uh, it's a very Lovecraftian tale. Like for a first draft, it's pretty good. Del Toro, yeah, Del Toro, hundred <laughs> percent Del Toro. This yeah. one, like Jaws, but with yeah, with a, not with a bad. cosmic horror spin. It's not bad for a first draft. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, thank you, Ant Wilson, for giving us that title, Horror of Colossus Bay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a good title. Yeah, that's a really good title. Thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week. We had a lot of fun just reading through them. Like, again, even if we don't read yours out, we will read them sort of off the show. And we do enjoy, just yeah. Have a, have a good time. I try to stay blind, like I try to go into this blind, having not read any of them, yeah. but I always go back to the thread and look at all the others. So yeah. I, it, either way, we always read them. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, so yeah, again, if you want to give us a like, give us a follow on our social media, that's uh, at Life's a Pitch Show on Twitter, and on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast. You can do. Uh, give us some support. Share the show when we uh, we put the post out. Just uh, put in at the episode. Share the show. Um, or if or if you just want to, if you're listening to this on like a podcast app, if there's a share option, just share it on your social media. Uh, get the get the thing out. We don't have a marketing budget, so it is almost all down to you guys uh, to spread the word. Uh, if you do like the show, just uh, give us a like, give us a follow, and, and share the podcast. And speaking of budget, Tom, yeah. um, those people who create ours, which is, you know, is not loads, but it mm. does keep the podcast going, are over at patreon.com forward slash Life's Pitch Podcast. 
Hmm. where they give us a little bit of money and you could too you could get in on this a little bit of money each month to keep the podcast going and also have some creative input mm. right so um give us you can uh, vote on what genre we do they chose monsters this week yeah um we have a poll every every single week you get a bonus you can get a bonus pitch every week you can get uh, behind the scenes stuff and all sorts of, uh, over there so go over there to patreon.com forward slash lives of pitch podcast to become one of these people who gets their name read out every week yeah so, um, uh, speaking of which, I should get onto that bit, shouldn't I? Yeah. So that is Ross Originals, Brandon Spanky Mills, that serial dragon is shitting bisques all over Wales, Jeremy Alkayam, Stephen D. Thomas, fingers to hand, Prime Minister, this election is a bad idea, bisques are pulling high, James Delaney, a band of vigilantes has taken Edinburgh and named it New Scramble, I don't care about Scotland, Brenda, our mortgage rates are ruined, Brent Black, in today's news, the Kingdom of New Scramble has vetoed Brexit. Mavis, you are never picking the restaurant again. Where Bisque Turner has broken free and is battling the serial dragon of Wales. Joseph Hegarty. Prime Minister Aberdeen is floating up the Thames. Sod it, Sandra. They're here. Run. Newcastle is lost. Alex NSFW. Prime Minister, we've found Carl. He's been permanently embisculated. Glenn, draw up plans to turn Aberdeen into the third Heathrow runway. Prime Minister, the Queen has claimed Wales and seceded from the Union, and Prime Minister, Russia has annexed Northern Ireland. So thank you all those people, those definitely real people, who definitely have those actual names on our Patreon. Yeah, and if you want to join in the ongoing narrative, you can do uh, by just signing up to our Patreon and, and pledging at least $1 a month. Um, that's that's the lowest you. you can come in, but like that's that's enough. You get to vote on the genre each week for that, and you get your name read out, which yeah. I think uh, for many of these people is value enough. Yes, yeah. Um, so we end the show as we always do with the yes, very clever award. We give this to uh, the person who's given us a title based around an existing title. Now there are a few. Yeah, some good ones this week. Yeah, there are a few. Um, but it has to go to this. It has to go to uh, the last Biscamancer of New Scramble, and it's God's Ill, uh, which <laughs> and, and they, they've, they've written. I think you know where this is going, uh, listeners. Uh, but uh, which I say only so we can have the sequel called Godzill Two, Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. Godzilla. That's really good. Yep. Thank you, uh, Connor, with a no for that one. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, until next time, I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. Remember who pitched it.